Welcome, podcasters. This is Jaime Rosario of The Shake, brought to you by Treehouse Solution. Last week, we had the absolute pleasure of chatting with Trang, founding director and CEO of Trek Brand. And in this episode, we get a chance to talk all things Trek Brands, alongside her entrance to the cannabis industry, as well as taking a deep dive into Wink, Blist, and Thumbs Up. We also get an opportunity to learn more about their incredible team and what they're doing to help educate and push the industry forward. It's a session you'll remember with Train, CEO and founding director of Trek Brand. Today, we have the absolute pleasure of speaking with Trang, CEO and founding director of Trek Brands. So how are you and where are you joining us from today? I'm doing great, Jay. Thank you so much for having me. I am joining you from Toronto, Ontario in the comfort of my kitchen. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So before we get started, can you quickly introduce yourself and also give us some of your past industry experience before starting Trek Brands? Of course. So I am the proud CEO and founding director of Trek Brands. Prior to Trek, I spent over 10 years in the professional services industry. So I started my career at PwC and obtained my CA, CPA there. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was a great foundational toolkit, got me um, into industry where I then worked at Loblaw Companies and Joe Fresh at the head office, um, which in various operational finance type roles. And then immediately prior to track, I spent four and a half years at Deloitte in the M&A advisory team where I covered the retail sector, life sciences sector, and then which naturally then led into the cannabis sector. Um, so I had the opportunity to work on a few of the big transactions and also got to go down to Jamaica, Kingston, Jamaica, to help one of our clients set up a vertically integrated uh, cannabis grow up from grow in the Blue Mountains all the way through to end retail in, in Kingston, Jamaica. So I would say that, that those opportunities really provided me with a platform um, and knowledge to be able to do what I'm doing today at Trek Brand. Wow, that's an unbelievable background. Um, would you mind giving us a sense of Trek Brands at a high level? Of course. Uh, Trek Brands is a socially conscious cannabis company. And what that means is that we are led by values. Trek affectionately stands for trust, respect, equality, and compassion. And those are the values that drive all of our business decisions every single day. So for me to leave my partnership uh, career track at Deloitte, it had to be a different kind of cannabis company. So the first was really being able to create this company from the ground up, starting with our values. And number two was really using um, the platform um, and spotlight in the cannabis sector to do social good. Um, So we are highlighting transformative causes through our 10% for Good program, where we donate 10% of our gross profits back to the communities that we operate in, and that's chosen by our end consumer. Um, And we just happen to be in cannabis. So under Trek, um, we oversee three brands right now, and that's Wink Cannabis, Bliss, and Thumbs Up. Now, in order for a company to hit their milestones and really achieve the goals, they need a strong team around them. Would you mind talking about some of the experience that exists at Trek Brands, as well as how big it is today? Absolutely. So we have a small and mighty team of 13 who are so smart and so good at what they do. Um, And they're first extremely passionate about Trek's mission, and that's to do good first. And that's why they wake up every single day. 
Um, but our team is primarily made up of a sales team, a marketing team, and a product team. Um, so I'd say if you if you we break them up into the three different chunks. So in marketing, we've got our VP marketing who comes with an extensive agency and CPG and cannabis background. So she's sort of has done um, marketing and all those different verticals. We have a creative designer who um, helps us with all of our design for our brands in-house. And then we have a brand manager. And then if we look at sales, um, our VP sales, I'd say he's a sales maverick. He's been doing this his entire life. Mm -hmm. Um, We actually went to university together, and he's been an entrepreneur ever since we've graduated um, working in the sales area. Um, And he's developed an amazing team of territory managers and sales experts that work on in-store sales and then also um, being able to cover the different territories across Canada that we operate in. So um, we're mainly in Ontario, Alberta, BC, Manitoba, and Saskatchewan. So his team covers off all of those provinces um, and and do weekly product knowledge sessions, um, educating bud tenders, visiting stores, um, but then also help with the, the in-store campaigns and in-store merchandising and all that as well. And then lastly, the product team is, um, is pretty much the, the, uh, the team that thinks up all of the product innovation for, uh, to be able to enable marketing and then to enable sales. So they are consistently working on a very robust product roadmap and thinking, you know, three to four quarters ahead in, in terms of what products we should be putting out. And all of their decisions are extremely data-driven. Um, they scour the market for data and really try to understand what the consumer wants. And, and that's what drives what products we put out, and that's also what drives our marketing strategy. Yeah, and to discuss, and just to kind of further on strategies, if we take a look at Trek Brand's business model, you guys are using an asset light business model, which has become quite popular and adopted by many startups. Can you discuss this a little bit more and why this route was taken? Sure. So um, as you mentioned, we are asset light. And what that means is that, one, we're not an LP. So we decided to not invest our capital into facilities and infrastructure. Um, what we decided to do is we want, we want one, be LP agnostic, which means that we can work with multiple LPs to bring our products and brands to market. Um, and number two, we, of course, invest heavily into sales and marketing, um, which is two out of the three groups that I explained earlier. Mm-hmm. And I think that this has really worked for us because we have found incredible partners out there um, that already have the facilities and infrastructure set up and have additional capacity. So it's a win-win situation in both cases where we are providing an additional revenue stream for our LP partners, and then we also, in turn, um, make money on each single product or unit that we put out into the market. So this model has played really an integral role to the continued growth of Trek brands, so to speak, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and I think it's, uh, it sort of hones into focus. So we get to focus on what we're good at, and that's marketing, consumer connections, sales and distribution. And then our LP partners get to focus on what they're really good at, and that's cultivating, processing, extraction, manufacturing, and packaging. Um, so we've sort of divided 
up the supply chain and pick right end um, that's closer to the consumer experience. Okay. Now, something you discussed a little bit before were some of your values, right? And Trek Brand has placed an emphasis on succeeding through values rather than profit. Can you highlight and talk a little bit more about these values, like trust, respect, equality, and passion, and and how you believe they collectively drive your brand? So, of course, with trust, we think we also put those values first because our integrity really relies on the standard of transparency, honesty, and commitment to which we hold ourselves responsible to, but then we also hold our partners responsible to, which in turn, um, we become very transparent with the end consumer. I think that that's a very important value to uphold and to put as our first value because consumers um, in this day and age are looking for transparency and they're looking, um, they, you know, Google and um, searches are at the tip of their fingertips. So um, it's very easy for them to find out where the product comes from, um, you know, where it was grown, how it was grown, all of that jazz. So I think it's really important to be upfront and transparent and to be able to create the trust. In terms of respect, this is all around relationships. And I, and I think that this is important in any business is that to be able to move a company forward and to communicate authentically, um, that you need to treat everyone with dignity and um, to really have, one, it starts with the company itself, that all the employees and teammates trust one another, which then is a trickle effect out to your partners and then a trickle effect out down to the end consumer. Um, In terms of equality, this one is very near and dear to my heart, and I think that I've always been a big proponent of equality. When I was at Deloitte, I actually also led the Deloitte Women's Initiative Network for Canada, and that was really to help drive the recruitment, uh, retention, and development of top talent women at Deloitte to be able to um, bring the gender equality topic to the forefront. So in transition this to my life today at Trek, It's really believing that opportunity is for all to take, um, to really embrace differences, um, cherish advantages and diversity of who we hire and who we work with. And I think that that's extremely important. And then lastly, compassion. I think that this is truly the driving force behind everything that we do. We truly believe that our people and our planet take precedence over profits. And I think that being able to lead compassionately and putting yourself in other people's shoes, um, especially during this time, um, it is definitely a, a quality that will um, help in the long run and, and make the world a better place. I couldn't agree with you more. And if we stick on compassionate, uh, the, the, just the term, um, you guys you guys really take that to the next level with your values. And you guys do this through contributing 10% of profit to transform initiatives that positively impact communities. Do you mind sharing some of these initiatives that were achieved through this program? In 2019, we had the opportunity to be able to give back to 10 different organizations across Canada but they were really bucketed into four different categories. Um, And just um, as a caveat, the TREC team did not decide where the money, um, how the money was dispersed. It was Mm -hmm. really based on our consumers and our followers and our stakeholders. 
So we see ourselves as just the custodian of the 10%. And then we engage through our consumers on social media. So on all of our Instagram handles every single Thursday, it's called Cause Thursday. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you want your uh, voices to be heard and your charities and causes to be heard, I would urge that um, you follow us so that you can let us know what, um, what causes and charities you care about the most. But I would say that the four buckets that we were able to donate to in 2019 was really around uh, climate change, women empowerment, local arts, and cannabis amnesty. So we um, were very excited at the end of the year to be able to give um, a piece of our business back to those, those uh, different causes. Phew, got those taxes done just in time. I don't know about you, but I can feel rushed with the day-to-day, and when it comes to doing my taxes, or when that time of year rolls by, it can easily get lost in the shuffle or rushed. Luckily, I can rely on Instatax for all my tax needs. And all it took Instatax was 30 minutes. Think about it. That's quicker than a pizza. Instatax also helped realign my business accounting needs from payroll, bookkeeping, monthly financials, and year ends, just to start. It really gives me peace of mind knowing I have the right team at Instatax in my corner for all my accounting needs. If you find yourself in a situation, or just want the right team to guide you with your accounting needs, visit Instatax at www.insta-tax.ca or contact Instatax at 905-737-5811. Once again, that's 905-737-5811. Or come visit them at Suite 215 at Hillcrest Mall in Ridgemont Hill, serving from the same location for over 27 years. And when you do contact Instatax, remember to mention the Shake for a 5% discount on your personal income taxes. If we stick with consumers, understanding what consumers want can be extremely challenging, especially within the current landscape. How have you been able to navigate these waters? We look at it in a few different verticals. I would say that the one area that we are able to understand what consumers want is really looking at the data um, and the data that, that is available. Um, so understanding what's getting pulled through at the different provincial boards and what retailers are selling at their store. But we also compare ourselves to um, a more mature market like the California market where you can understand what the different um, product uh, categories are and how they're distributed and eventually um, think about that maybe eventually where we will get to in Canada. Mm-hmm. But we've also been able to um, survey a lot of our consumers. So our Wink Cannabis email distribution database is um, upwards of 30,000 um, 30, emails uh, and above. So we recently did a big survey um, to that database to understand what do our wind consumers want to see and what type of products do they want to see in our product roadmap. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we also do a lot of boots on the ground, um, guerrilla type marketing tactics as well, where uh, we will um, be in store and do in-store activations and product knowledge sessions. And then we just um, survey whoever comes in, just understanding what their preferences are, why they're using cannabis, um, and methods of consumption. So it's really uh, many different data points that we pull together in driving a lot of our decisions. So it's essentially leveraging different data platforms together to create that premium brand experience. Um, and something else you guys do is Trek Brands team leverages partnerships to develop premium products. Um, can you discuss these these partnerships a little bit more for our listeners? Sure. Um, one of our uh, 
very exciting partnerships that we have is with strain hunters. Um, and we've been able to obtain almost exclusive access to um, all of their strains offered in Canada. And the strain hunters, uh, I don't know if, if you've heard about them, but mm-hmm. Arian and Olaf and Franco used to be a part of the, the team there. They're really on a mission to bring back the most important and isolated cannabis land races uh, known to mankind. So they travel all around the globe to remote regions to find high-quality cannabis um, and to further enhance um, the consumer's knowledge of the plant and, and its potential um, to, to self-care. So I think this is one that one partnership that we're extremely passionate about and very fortunate to have, and that's really through, um, so Strain Hunters is owned by a company called Greenhouse Co. out of Amsterdam, mm-hmm. uh, and then they have a partnership in Canada with AgriFarm, and that's, we source a lot of our products from AgriFarm. Okay, and if we take a deep dive into the premium brands offered by Trek Brands, it really started uh, back... Uh, a while back, and it started with raising $10 million. And at the time, you launched two brands, Wink and Bliss, and since 2019, you've added Thumbs Up. The latest stats are Uh showing women are big contributors to the consumption of cannabis. And you've approached this market with Bliss brands. How do the products offer a unique, elevated experience for women? Um, So I would say that before we even launched any product under Bliss, our actual product was a platform. And that was a platform to educate women and to create a community um, with the aim to break down stigma and empower um, women to live their lives free from pressures and fears um, of other people's opinions and to really truly own their own joy. And that's really um, what we created first. And we built up this community and this educational hub with women from all aspects of life. And really then found out that these women really wanted a more CBD-forward product. Um, and that's where we then purposely designed our high CBD oil, which is a high-potency oil. Um, it has 26 milligrams of CBD per one milliliter. Um, and we partnered with Aurora on that, so we know that it you know, comes from a, a first-class extraction facility and high quality product um, for our end consumer. Um, And then we also found at the time when we did launch Bliss that a lot of women actually didn't want a combustible product. um, And that's why we put out the oil first. But Mm -hmm. then along the journey, we heard that um, there are women um, that actually wanted to try a joint but maybe not as high of a THC joint as many of the um, products and formats are out there. So we recently, two weeks ago, just launched Bliss Beach, which is our uh, two-to-one CBD to THC joint, which has done um, extremely well um, in in the past two weeks. So we'll see where, where it continues to go. Yeah, I can't wait to see where it goes, and I can't wait to get my wife to try it as well. Um, <laughs> get her on the oil first. Get her and on then, the, uh, And then make yeah. the transition slowly. Okay, I'll get her exactly. to do the oils first. <laughs> <laughs> so creatives need an outlet at times as well, and a brand that aligns with their needs to help them compose, paint, or achieve you know other unique spaces. And with Wink, the THC to CBD percentages seem to play in flavor of this type of experience. 
And as we mentioned earlier before, Trek Brands was able to build a unique relationship with Strain Hunter to create these premium experiences. So what can consumers really expect from Wink? And why did you guys also elect to start with pre-rolls? That's an excellent question. So Wink was a brand that originally stemmed from one of our board members, founding um, director Charles Caboose, who is, uh, I would say, Canada's um, guru in the hospitality industry, being a restaurateur, a hotelier, and owning, um, you know, art galleries and a bunch of nightclubs as well. Mm-hmm. And I, this brand was really around creating uh, one-of-a-kind experiences and and then being able to find and create great stories and memories from those experiences. And that the person that sort of lives Charles's type of lifestyle is looking for a premium product, but also convenient at the same time, something that you could pick up on your way to a dinner party, on the way to a big night out at Rubble or um, a summer afternoon at Cabana Pool Bar. Mm-hmm. Um, they're likely to pick up uh, a package of joints to be able to share with friends versus flour, where then they would have to, you know, then find a corner, sit down, grind it up, and roll up a joint themselves. Um, so that is why we decided to go with the convenient uh, two half gram pre-rolls and that product was our inaugural product for truck brands, which was Wink number one. But we've also evolved from there, and we do now have flour mm-hmm. under the Wink brand. Um, not offered in Ontario yet, but we have them in BC and in Alberta, and we find that... Um, there, are, of course, are some Wink consumers that are still looking for the one-of-a-kind experiences, but also prefer to roll their own um, joints or uh, smoke it out of a bong or vape it. Um, so we've also come up with three-and-a-half-gram flour format for those consumers as well. Wow. So I guess we're, we're all going to look forward to the Ontario entrance of the Wink uh, dry flour. Um, but in the interim, um, you guys have also released a, a new brand and... and if we look at the premium brands offered, that one is Thumbs Up. Thumbs Up really captures a high quality experience despite a lower cost point. We were wondering how you're able to ensure that type of quality experience despite the lower cost point. Of course. So we truly think that good wheat doesn't have to break the bank or, or knock you on your ass, right? Mm-hmm. So um, we think that it should be a fair price both for the grower and the consumer. So this brand is really about having better bud at a better price. Um, There are a few members on my team who are legit weed enthusiasts, um, cannabis connoisseurs and daily smokers. Um, So they know really good weed when they see it. And I think here just really being patient and diligent of actually scouring the country um, Mm -hmm. for good weed, but at a good price. So I think that instead of um, going for what's, immediately available. It's being patient to be able to understand what exactly is all out there. What do we think the thumbs up consumer will want? And it's usually a strain that is a more popular street um, street strain. Mm-hmm. Um, anything with purple or kush, anything under, you know, our strain hunters brands are also very popular. Mm-hmm. Um, and really the mandate of this um, brand was to fill that void for and to help transition the gray market users into the legal channels, because a lot of times we are up against price 
um, mm-hmm. aggressive pricing in the illegal market. So if we're able to fulfill that that need for that consumer, then we hope to see more of them transition from the gray market into the legal channel under the Thumbs Up brand. Okay, so if we look at all the premium brands that uh, Trek Brands offers, do you believe that these complete lines of products from Blist, Winks, and Thumbs Up really captures and help entertains the taste of all and any cannabis consumer? Um, I would say it would probably entertain about 80% of the cannabis consumer. Um, I would say uh, like Wink really is that special occasion. It's like picking up that bottle of Moe or Vogue Clicquot on, on your night out or looking for that fun, one-of-a-kind experience, mm-hmm. whereas Bliss is more surrounded around education and self-care um, and very woman-friendly, mm-hmm. whereas Thumbs Up is for our mass market. Um, I'd say that we probably have some opportunities to fit in a couple other brands. So, for example, um, a, a, a brand towards like the 50 or 60 plus year olds around uh, or in retirement. I don't think we truly have a brand for them yet. So Mm -hmm. there's definitely opportunity out there to create a few more brands so that we could capture all of the market. But I'd say we'd have 80% right now. And sticking with the future, new technologies are constantly allowing change of innovation. Would you mind giving us a hint of what's to come with Trek Brands premium lines in the future? Absolutely. Um, We're very excited to launch... um, some vape products under all three of our brands. I think we decided not to be the first mover in this category because we wanted to understand what the the pull was from the end consumer and be able to look at the data and see what the what price ranges make sense. Um, like I said, a lot of our decisions are very. Um, data-driven, so we wanted to make sure that we were making the right decisions for the end consumer, and usually that that means that we'd have to take a backseat and not be the first movers in some of these areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'd say that we're also looking into partners that can help us with edibles um, down the road um, in all three of our brands as well. We've looked at chocolate and um, gummies. Um, which we're pretty excited about. But again, um, we need a little bit more data before we um, make those decisions. And then lastly, um, we're also looking at in the U.S. that we could help bring them up to Canada because I think that they have very valuable IP and and formulations. Um, It could be cut just because they've been around for that much longer than we have. Uh, So I think that being able to bring... um, to build to bring excellent um, recipes and, and formulations to our end consumers here in Canada would also be very valuable as well. Wonderful. Now, Trang, since you started Trek Brands, if you look back from the date that you started to date, what is one milestone that you look back at and that you're particularly proud and fond of? Um, so, we started January 2nd, 2019. And I would say our inaugural product launch of Wink Number One was a huge milestone um, that I'm extremely proud of the team for. And that was Monday, June 24th, 2019. <laughs> so it took us um, 
we, although some of the team started in January, most of our team was built up after the raise. So our $10 million raise was accomplished in April. And mm-hmm. then between April and June, we put out our first product. Um, and that was with the help of our two excellent partners, AgriFarm and also Northern Green Canada. Um, and uh, I think since then, we've been on a pretty good trajectory. And we now, fast forward to today, um, 14 months, 15 months down the road, we now have 10 products available across Canada under three of our brands. Wow. So before we let you go, we like to ask one question to all of our guests. Is there a book, a past experience, or a piece of technology that has helped shape who you are today? That's a really good question. And um, it's hard to pick just one past experience, but I would say... um, my experience at Deloitte, um, the four and a half years that I spent there, I not only grew the most professionally, but also the most personally as well. And I think that that had a lot to do with the incredible mentors and sponsors that I had that really put people first and really built out an incredible culture of, of teamwork. And I, that's something that I really try to instill in my team today at Trek is um, one, creating um, a culture of, of all of our values um, and making the work environment extremely fun, um, but also ensuring that I'm empowering the team to be able to do the best that they can with, with their um, respective roles um, and be there to enable them, give strategic direction, but they are way smarter than than I am at their respective roles, so also being able to give them that autonomy as well. But I think that um, team building and culture that I learned at Deloitte was extremely valuable to the leader that I am today and in building up track brands. Wonderful. Now, we really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to record a podcast with the Shake Podcast. And before we let you go, could you let us know which social media handles and website Trek Brands is most active on, as well as the best place to connect with your team? Um, yes, so we actually, because we have three brands and then also our corporate, um, I would say that we're the most active on Instagram. Um, so I would follow at Trek Brands, at Wink Cannabis, at B.Bliss, at ThumbsUp.Brand. Um, and I, I'd say that those are the four Instagram um, handles to follow because on Thursdays we do Cause Thursdays where... Um, I'd love to hear from um, the listeners and new consumers on what causes and charities they care about for our 10% for good. We want to give a huge thank you to founding director and CEO Trang of Trek Brands for joining the Shake podcast presented by Treehouse Solutions. Please check out their website, www.trekbrands.com, and follow on Instagram, at trekbrands. We also want to thank our loyal Shake listeners for taking the time out of your day to listen to our podcast. You can join the discussion or drop us a line at www.treehousesolution.com and on our Instagram, at the Shake Podcast. Please check out our parent Instagram, at Treehouse Solution. If you're on Twitter, please follow us, at THS underscore audio. Be sure to look out for our next episode when we chat with another industry-leading rep. We hope you enjoyed our session and stay tuned for our next podcast.